This is the Out of Water Podcast. Out of Water is a production of Rio Vista Community Church in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. We hope you'll subscribe and give us a good rating to help others find Out of Water. Welcome, friends, to the Out of Water Podcast. We're glad that you could join us again this week. I'm Mark Lautenschlager, the uh, master of ceremonies and pusher of buttons. In the studio with me here today, as always, is our pastor of spiritual formation, Sam Kastensmit, our co-director of student ministries, Drew Brown, and the other guy. No, he's the other co-director of student ministries, Will yeah. Bushman. But I want to call you the other guy so badly. I like the other guy, too. Do you like the other guy? He's the other guy. It's a little hurtful, to be honest. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to remember, I'm a, I'm a millennial Willish. who needs the love language of words of affirmation, so okay. it's a really uh, double uh, one. So he's really, needy. Yeah, he's really needy. think about that. We're actually not talking about words of affirmation or the five love languages or millennials today. Well, we might be talking about millennials. Today's topic is celebrity Christians, and we're going to begin by throwing this out for discussion what makes a celebrity Christian? I think when I hear celebrity Christian, it's always used kind of as a slur, <laughs> not like kind of as like so it's a, always negative a negative yeah. connotation. Yeah, okay. totally has a negative connotation. It's not just famous where it's not just, you know, totally like, oh, they're known, they're well known, they have a big platform, but it's usually like, no, they have a big platform and I don't like what they say. Okay. Yeah. See, that's interesting though, because I actually more recently, I think maybe largely because of social media as well. But I have more recently come to see it as like a positive. I think of like they're an influencer. So like there's a lot of... Oh boy. There's maybe a we are talking about millennials. <laughs> no, but I'm, I bet that's serious. Like there are a lot of Christian celebrities and most of them have a platform on social media, Instagram, on some level. And some of them even gain their platform through that or through being a friend of a celebrity. And so I have in my mind Christian celebrities like what you're saying, Will, but I also can see it swing the other way to a positive way. You and I really have no no part in this conversation, do we? <laughs> we're just going to let them go. I said influencer. Yes, you yeah, we're, the, we're, the, we're officially the old guys. We are. We are. She said influencer, and both Sam and I were like, <laughs> So the celebrity, like if you take the pure definition of what celebrity means, I mean, I guess it's just, it's famous. And so I don't necessarily have a problem with a famous pastor or famous, like Billy Graham. I have no problem with the fact that he's famous. That's a good point. Uh, but... The connotation of celebrity pastor, to me, when I hear it, and this is kind of unfair to twist the word, but when I hear celebrity pastor, what I think is somebody who's really trumpeting up his own name. And so when you hear somebody who's a celebrity Christian or a celebrity pastor, that's great if you're trying to pass on the celebrity to Jesus. Hmm. You know, you want him to be lifted up. You know, the word celebrate where we, you know, celebrity celebrate. If you're celebrating Jesus, if you're pointing people's eyes, eyeballs and hearts to him, then more power to you. But if at the end of the day, you're the one who's getting famous, you're the one who's getting all the attention, you're the one, you know, trumpeting up your name. That's when I have a problem with celebrity. Yeah. I also think it's tricky, though, for, with celebrities, because as people, we crave having celebrities. We want to make people famous. We want to make their name great. And so sometimes I think about 
Christians who are famous, whether they be a pastor, 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 how was that? Pastor. Pastor. El pastor. <laughs> or even if they're a singer or some, whatever their role is, and they're famous, that has to be so tricky to navigate, even if you have extremely good intentions, because you could have the purest motives in that, and people are still going to try to put you on a pedestal. Yeah. Apparently, the word celebrity, I had to Google this. The word celebrity is from the Latin term celebritatum, which means multitude. Yeah. And uh, basically refer, and there's another, they suggest another one, caliber, which means populous and frequented. So the idea basically is a celebrity is somebody where a lot of people know who they are. Yeah. They're so coming. That's, They're that's, gathering around you. Yeah. That's the definition of a celebrity is that a multitude of people know who you are. To be an online celebrity, I just, I found this out. You have to have 30,000 followers. <laughs> I am not a celebrity. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm not even not close. Not even close. Yeah. So, celebrity is people where a lot of people know who they are, and that can be a good thing, that can be a bad thing. But is it, we were talking about this before we actually started rolling here, and that was the question of, are we really kind of thinking about celebrities who become Christians, and, and that becomes known, or they were Christians and that kind of gets out there. We were talking about Kanye West and Justin Bieber and other people like that, Chris Pratt. Um, or, or are we talking about Christians who rise in fame to the point that they become then celebrities? Like we mentioned Billy Graham. We were talking about Joel Osteen. So is it, is it an either or, or is it a both and? What do we think? Yeah, I think it's two different sides of the same coin. Um, you know, anytime you start lifting up a person um, and you're looking to them as, to be the, the pure reflection of what, what the gospel represents or the church church represents you run into a really really dangerous situation so like billy graham wonderful evangelist amazing man of god had high integrity but if you're looking to him to be you know the representation of jesus no absolutely not he is going to let you down in christianity there is one hero there's one person that we lift up if you're looking to Sam Caston Smith to be your hero of Christianity, you're going to be failed. <laughs> right. You know, you are. I'm going to let you down. I'm going to misrepresent who God is. Right. I'm going to, at some point, show hypocrisy that's going to make somebody go see the gospel's a sham. And so, I don't want anyone looking at me. I want you to look past me to Jesus. And there's nothing new about the idea that people are going to that celebrities are going to let you down. I mean. I realize that we have the millennials in the room with us here, but you know, you guys have been branded. You know, now. you've been just <laughs> branded. I was. I kind of liked Martin Luther, you know, when I was growing up because I thought Luther was cool. Ninety-five theses, Wittenberg door, yeah. drank beer when he was talking about theology. Wrote a mighty fortress. My favorite hymn was a screaming racist. Yeah, hated Jews. Oof. Yeah. So I mean, just wrote terrible things about them. And so, how do I process that now? I look back at this guy that I kind of idolized growing up, and I'm sure. like. Ooh, he was a big time racist. I mean, this right out there. So and that, that a lot of that I think came toward the the latter part of his it life did. too. It did. But what what happened with him when he came out and he nailed the thesis on the door? I mean, this is going back five hundred years now. What did people immediately do? Well, I'm a Lutheran. Yeah, <laughs> you know where they started calling themselves by this man's name. No right. offense to our Lutherans out there, mm. but it was celebrity. We're going to become Lutheran. We're going to call ourselves Lutherans. And when Luther, what I love about this is when Luther heard that people were calling themselves Lutherans, he was really upset about it. And he, he said something like this, I'm paraphrasing, but it's pretty close to this. He said, 
was I crucified for you? Why <laughs> yeah. would you call yourself a Lutheran yeah. after a stinking bag of maggots that I am? That's what he said. <laughs> you know, and that's the correct response. Yeah. If anyone ever starts, and I don't expect this to ever happen, God help us if it does, but if anyone ever starts calling themselves Caston Smidians, that would be a really mm. unfortunate name. Yeah, it doesn't first, roll I, off the tongue. Yeah, I'd like to hear yeah. him say it first. I think I'm going to try to start this up. Okay. Yeah. Caston Smidians. Caston Smidians. Okay. I don't know okay. if you have the followers yet. All right, let's cut that out. All right, we'll cut that out. <laughs> We're not that. cutting that out. Yeah. That's staying in. But 100%. you get the idea, like, sure. No, that goes back to the to the early church, right? right? You had Paul, who's got this controversy when when people are, you know, some people go after Apollos and some people go after, after Cephas. Right. Some people call themselves after me name. And Paul says that, like, was I Wait crucified It's pronounced Cephas? I was pronounced it Cephas. It could be either way. Okay. It works. Just check it. Peter. It works. Peter. Peter. Yes. Peter. Isn't it, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, but, it, you know, the name Cephas is Peter. I was like, Cephas? I but in the Cephas. first generation of the church, you've got people that are chasing celebrity rather mm-hmm. than Jesus. And Paul is having to go absolutely not stop right do not call yourself after my name yep that needs to be the response of every celebrity pastor and every celebrity that goes into the christian realm do not call yourself after me i am not the end of what you're looking for you need to look to jesus so then speaking to us in here as people that all attend a presbyterian church what do you do when somebody calls you a calvinist Nobody ever calls me a Calvinist. Really? I am a Calvinist. Okay. So I'm you, Reformed. Wow. Okay. But I'm yourself one. But, but if somebody calls me a Calvinist, I usually say, well, I'm not a Calvinist. I'm just biblical. Aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> which, in, which in but fact, a, that kind of intellectual arrogance will brand you as a no! Calvinist. Yeah. It does. Jerk. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> It's like synonymous. Yeah, you're a Calvinist. Oh, yeah. Intellectual, highly theological trained, no yeah. compassion, no sensibility. Frozen chosen. The frozen chosen. Yeah, we, we earned that, I think, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and I think that that's changing some, but let me tell you, there was something that, you know, the Reformed guys earned. Yeah. It's kind of like, <laughs> have you even met the Bible? <laughs> but, he, but yeah. he, you know, when we, when we talk about this, because part of the reason why this conversation came up and we wanted to do an episode on this anyway was Kanye. Well, it came from Kanye. It sure. came from Joshua Harris. A yes. lot of things going on with big names lately that have been in the news. But when you hear Kanye, Kanye West, this superstar rapper who has now come out and said that everything that he does, he wants to do for Jesus, that he's on a mission, that his albums, everything he does, he's have holding church services. Pop-ups, yeah. Pop-ups mm-hmm. all over the place. Like, what's your response to that, Drew? What's, like, what does your heart do when you hear that? I get really excited. I also tend to be just very like optimistic and excited about that, of the opportunity of here's a guy who is professing Christ, who is loudly and boldly talking about the gospel. Um, and even recently, I heard an interview where he talked about how he feels like maybe people in his circle didn't talk to him about God because of his, his, um, his fame, mm-hmm. which I thought like, that's interesting. so interesting yeah. that he even felt like his fame isolated him from people speaking boldly to him about God. Uh, but God has, you know, it, from what he's saying, like God's broken through and is using him mm-hmm. and he's written this album. And I've just heard a lot of really positive feedback. Um, so it gets me excited personally. Have you listened to the album? I have listened to the do you album. Like it? I really do enjoy the album. Good. Yeah. I mean it's it's got like a lot of it's it's pretty short, like it's yeah. pretty brief, but I, I really heard it was a lot of like six songs. Well, or I heard something. it was a lot of his old tunes with different words, is that right? There's like old like the stuff that he did before but he's reworked the lyrics to or not? 
No, he's doing a lot of that kind of stuff as he performs different places. Oh, okay. But so it's mostly the live new. performance. Okay. Snippets okay. of the live performance, though, that I've seen look really powerful. Yeah, yeah he redid Jesus Walks and stuff and like changed some verses and okay. added some stuff. Okay. Um, What's your I, reaction to it, Will? I think I'm in the same boat as Drew. I think, firstly, it's cool that, you know, things like in the middle of Times Square, his album cover of Jesus is King. You know, mm-hmm. how, 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 when was the last time we yeah, saw that? Cool. If we ever saw that. Right. Even like, famous rap playlist there's this one rap caviar um that's what it's called on spotify which is like the best of the best it has 12 million followers on spotify Mm -hmm. so that's where you go like for the rap music the real rap enthusiasts go to find new music they had his whole album on there for three days you know you Mm -hmm. can see even look at google trends of after his album came out people are typing in questions like is jesus Jesus? god yeah (laughs) jesus is king you know like so it's really yeah that's really cool and it's a it's a unifier. So it's it's an album that regardless of what your belief system is right now, especially in our culture and in yeah. America, like pretty much if you are at any level paying attention to mm-hmm. um, what's going on culturally, like you've heard about this album. And so it's a cool, I don't know, I think it unites people in a conversation at least or to begin a conversation about, hey, Kanye mm-hmm. wrote an album, an album about Jesus is King. Have you listened to it? What do you think? I've heard a lot of people that want to focus on <clears throat> Kanye himself and his beliefs and what he's saying. Yeah. And my attitude has been, look, you know, yeah. this guy is out here holding these pop-up services and he has pastors from the areas where he holds these up come in and, and speak at the services. Right. And some of those pastors have said, hey, Kanye doesn't tell us what to say at all. We come in, we share the gospel. We're able to preach our yeah. message without any restrictions. A very faithful message. And so my attitude's kind of been, I'm not really really so worried about what Kanye himself... I mean, you want Kanye to be a genuine believer because you want that for anybody. But I'm not really worried about picking apart Kanye's theology. I think Mm -hmm. that what he's doing is opening the door Mm -hmm. for other people to come in who are preaching a faithful message. That is cool. And I'm like, as long as that's happening, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good with that that because the gospel is going out. If he's not preaching it, people around him are, and and they're getting the chance because he's there. Yeah, I don't see that as a bad thing. So, so here's where I, where I'm at with Kanye because I mean, you look at Facebook, you look at the way that people weigh in on this, and man, it's like, <laughs> woo, they're, they're all over the place. Yeah. You got people that are defending him and saying, you know, this is wonderful, da 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 da, and then you've got people who are upset and you know, basically saying that it's way too early to to endorse him or whatever. And I think one of the problems that for me, when you come to this, like I think it was you that was saying there will be more people in heaven because of Kanye yeah. than because of me, and yeah. that's and I feel almost that certainly true. I feel that <laughs> way. there's going to be you know? more people standing around in heaven because of Kanye West than because Probably of after Mark one Lange. month, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even after this one month, because his influence is so huge, and so which the is fact so positive, that, yeah, isn't that cool? The fact that he has said everything that I'm doing with my life and my art, my music, my life, you know, he's calling his his crew. To obey, you know, biblical ethics and mm-hmm. to live a Christ-like lifestyle. You know, he's doing all these things, and that's really, really positive. So, absolutely, the the debate is, you know, is Kanye really a Christian? Is this a hoax? Is he doing this to exploit whatever? Where my problem comes in is how much the church quickly heaps onto his shoulders. Right. Yeah. You know, he's a if, yes. if he's got this passion, if he's just come to a, just a saving knowledge of Jesus and it has lit him up mm-hmm. with excitement, I'm trying to think, man, when I was a month or two or three or even a year old believer, if the world was ignited with 
talk about whether or not I was a legit Christian, (laughs) it would have gotten ugly really fast. And so it's unfair. Like, my issue is not with Kanye. Like, I'm really proud of him for doing what he's doing right out of the gates and saying, hey, I want to yield my whole life for the gospel. Mm -hmm. My issue is with the church that gives these celebrities more weight on their shoulders than they can can rightly bear. bear. Well, it's interesting. In one of his songs on the album, he has a lyric, and he says, what have you been hearing from the Christians? They'll be the first ones to judge me. Make it feel make it feel like nobody loves me. Wow. Um, and he goes on, and, and it's pretty powerful of just, again, what are we putting on his shoulders? And instead of just being quick to want to label or write sure. off or affirm, it's like, that is, I mean, that's that's pretty heavy. You, you got to think, like, the attitude toward Kanye, and I'll admit that some of this is in me, is it's like we're waiting around for him to stumble and fail. Yeah. Mm. And the attitude of the Christian needs to be, to especially somebody who's a new believer, you're going to stumble and fail, brother. Like, you're going to stumble and fail. The beauty of the gospel is that you're not the hero in this story. Mm. Right. He is. So keep pointing people to him. Keep lifting him up. This is not about you. Yeah. You're going to fail. Feel the freedom in that, that your your salvation, your worthiness, everything is not dependent upon you being perfect. Mm-hmm. Your salvation and your worth is dependent upon Christ who was perfect for you. So does that mean that when they fall and fail, that we're willing to then forgive them? Because here's, here's my thing. I see... The reason that the world is waiting, and, and I'm talking about the Christian world and the secular world, are waiting for Kanye to stumble and fall is because that's what they've seen from high-profile Christians over the years. And within the church, what I've seen is, I mean, how many times are we going to hear about the big-time pastor who goes into, quote, moral failure? Right. Right? Which is just the Christian way of saying he stuffed up. You know, yeah. it's like it just he did a terrible thing. Um, I just, you know, that phrase, moral failure, I'm like, yeah, 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 the moral failure. Yeah, we know what that means. We know what that means. And and so we would say, well, if he's a pastor, he's disqualified himself from being a pastor. We would agree about that. Mm-hmm. But it's like they become a pariah. They've got to move out of the area. There's no forgiveness, it seems like, for them because people are just angry about what you did to our church and what you did to me. And, and they get practically literally driven out of town. They got to move to some other part of the country just to try to rebuild their life. And they're totally, they can't go to any church because where they're, where they're known. Um, and I just, I look at that and I'm like, what a terrible thing that we do to people that are caught up in, in, in failure like that. So to some extent, my, I, I, when I think about that, I'm like our culture, both, both Christian culture and secular culture both of them go immediately on Christian death watch as soon as somebody yeah. becomes a big-time celebrity. They're mm-hmm. just waiting for them to fall. I can't even begin to tell you the number of times I've heard people say, yeah, just wait till Chris Pratt, who's the other kind of really out there evangelical in Hollywood, just wait till he really messes up. Mm-hmm. Or Tim Tebow. Or, or Tim Tebow. Yep. Don't, hey. Timmy. I know that one. I, that one. That one's that close. one makes me angry. Gator I'm ready fans. To, I'm ready to roll up the sleeves and go for Tim. Man. <laughs> Tim Tebow is my boy. I, I hope he messes up. So yeah. our, our natural oh, he's great. gut response <laughs> on either side of those coins really messes up. So on the one hand, you've you've got the impulse to say, "Hooray, we've got a champion for Christianity. Let's get behind him. Put tons of weight on what he's going to do. Yep. How he's going to perform." You know, make it to where he's carrying the mantle for the gospel. And it's like, dude, you're putting way too much pressure on somebody who's just come to the faith. Like, 
I've been a pastor. I've gone through seminary. I've been a believer for almost 20 years now. I'm not ready for the kind of weight that Kanye's on. No way. Like, get it Mm. off of me. I'm not worthy of that. He's not worthy of that. And so don't do that to them. But then on the other side, the people that are kind of smugly sitting around going, he's going to fail. He's going to fail. Just wait for it. Everybody is so stupid for being excited about this. And what they're doing is presenting an absolutely graceless, merciless view of what the gospel is. It's true. Of course he's going to fail. He's human. The reason why we lift Jesus up is because we fail. And so we shouldn't be looking at Kanye like he's the end-all, be-all. We're the problem in this Mm -hmm. by giving him more weight than he deserves. You know, if you if you go back to the very beginning of the gospel, you know, I think one of the most instructive areas here is John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. You know, when Jesus emerges on the scene, John the Baptist is the rock star he is. of Israel. He, I mean, all of Judea is going out to him. The religious leaders, the soldiers, the commoners, everybody's going to him for baptism. Everybody is chasing after him. He has fame. Right? And when Jesus comes along, John the Baptist does something that shows incredible humility and wisdom. He says, He must increase, I must decrease. Right. And he's saying to his followers, mm-hmm. Don't look to me anymore. Follow him. Right. Follow him. Follow mm-hmm. him. What does and, he say? And, the one that comes after me, I'm not willing to yeah, latch I'm not his worthy sandal or to, something. I'm yeah. not worthy to be the lowest servant of his household. Yes. I'm not worthy to unlatch right. his sandals. And I think. You know, my word to celebrities out there who are not listening to this anyway, but uh, they could. Yeah. If Let's they tweet were. it to Kanye. Some, Kanye's probably somebody listening. Listened, somebody give this to Kanye. <laughs> Understand but, it. Yeah. But my word would be, man, you cannot bear up under the pressure. You can't. And so point people to Jesus. Just keep pointing people to Jesus. Tell them in advance that you're a mess, that you're going to fail, yep. and point people to Jesus. And so mm. like knowing Kanye's past that one of his struggles is, you know, believing he's God's greatest this, that, and the other, like I hope what the faith does for him is give him the freedom to be humble mm. and to not be the greatest at everything and to admit it and to point to Jesus who is the greatest. Right. I also feel like with Christians, if our attitude is either like, whoa, look, this, this celebrity is a Christian and like putting so much pressure or whether we're more on the fatalistic, let's just wait and see. I think I would encourage both myself and anyone that finds themselves in that reaction to kind of pause and kind of assess your own heart Mm -hmm. because both both reactions are just about us. It's not about the person. Yeah. Um, Kanye West is not at the center of that reaction. A care and love for Kanye is not at the center of let's wait for him to fail, nor is, wow, look at Kanye go. You know, mm-hmm. it's still, it seems like, at least from my assessment, there's some idol outside of even Kanye himself. And it's not about loving and and celebrating what God's doing in Kanye. It's mm-hmm. about it, I don't know. I don't even know well, if it's reputation or our assessment or it's like a, a false pride that somehow if I had been given that position, mm-hmm. it would be better. I don't think it's you know? false pride. I think it's just an overt pride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah seriously. Yeah, it's, it's right out of. Or it can be evidence of some pain you need to work through with yeah. God yourself. Like mm-hmm. if you have been crushed or you have been wounded by a 
whether it was a pastor or whether it was a celebrity By who a has failure, sure. Yeah, yeah, who has professed Christ and then in some way failed, just like we have, right? Mm-hmm. But more mm-hmm. privately, then if your reaction is very strong, then maybe you need to pause and consider like, is there some hurt here mm-hmm. that I need to work through with the Father uh, because I am expecting believers right. to walk away instead of like, I just, I found myself thinking like, what if we put all of that energy and all of that um, opinion towards actually praying for Kanye, praying sure. for yeah. each other instead of just being so confident that it's just not going to work. So, so looking at Kanye and you imagine him, I mean, try to step into his shoes for a moment and you've got all of these people that are just waiting for the stumble just waiting eagerly so they can say, I told you so. And all the other people over here that are holding him up as though he's like Messiah light. If you're him and all of a sudden you're all fired up about the Lord, you're all fired up about the gospel and your salvation. It's just evident. Everything he does is just, he's, he's obsessed with this. He's passionate. But then imagine that a stumble comes in. Imagine that doubt comes Mm -hmm. in. Imagine that any number of things happens. He stumbles he loses all freedom to then be honest and say, hey, I, I've got clay feet here. Like, I'm, I'm stumbling, right? And that is, so the flip side of the coin is we have, you know, these celebrities that become Christians that we put unfair burdens on. You know, we, we, ex, we expect them to act like they're, they've had years and right. decades to mature as seasoned Christians immediately out of the gates, and that's just not fair. On the flip side of that, we we make our own pastors and preachers into celebrities in the church, and that's every bit as destructive, maybe more. Um, and and you know, no matter where you're listening to it, you know, in Fort Lauderdale, there's going to be names that immediately come into mind of people that were put up on pedestals as these wonderful pastors that were top of the line, had really big churches, and then had the moral failure. Mm-hmm. Why did that come about? You know, when the every one of these guys, when they started their ministries, had hearts that were absolutely sold out for Jesus, who loved the Lord, who were all in, who wanted to see God honored and glorified, and then people put them up on a pedestal, and they did the same things, and they said, oh my goodness, this pastor's amazing and amazing, and all you hear all day long is a bunch of people saying, you're amazing, you're amazing, you're amazing, and so then... When you can no longer be vulnerable and honest about your struggles mm. because everybody thinks you're perfect and so you have to play the show of being perfect, you hide sin when it's germinating mm-hmm. and then it sprouts and blossoms and grows and grows and you hide it. You, you're hiding, hiding behind a mask because you cannot afford to show your vulnerability. Sure. And that is what creates these massive scandals where pastors fall and everybody's shocked because he's been hiding under the weight of having to be perfect for a decade now. Even when they don't fall, though, the ministry can't survive their departure. Just having your pastor be such a big celebrity, the church doesn't know how to find its way. One of the things I like best about this church, not it's just I like a lot of things about this church, obviously. I've been here a long time, but our senior pastor, who is a great communicator, he's like one of the, he's probably one of the 10 best speakers I've ever listened to. He's just, the best. He's awesome. And I'm not he's trying amazing. to, I'm not trying to blow <laughs> smoke because his kidding. son-in-law is sitting at the table here. <laughs> My wife used to get me out of bed. I was like, I'm a terrible person in the morning. I don't get up very well. She would get me out of bed to come to church early by saying these words. Tom Hendricks is teaching Sunday school today. 
I'd roll out of bed. I'm like, let's go to church. We're going to church because we had Sunday school before church. I want to hear Tom speak. I would show up early. That's the best praise I can give you. I'd show up early That's crazy. to hear Tom speak. So this is a guy who I, I love his gifts as a communicator. Well, he just recently went on a three-month sabbatical. Everybody kind of knew he was going to be gone for three months. We just all knew that, you know. It was a great thing. It recharged him. And it's pastors need to take sabbaticals, okay? You took a sabbatical. You mm-hmm. understand the value of it. And during that time, the church didn't miss a beat. I mean, they, you know, we had other guys that were, that were preaching, and the services were well attended, and things were happening and going on. And I think that, I, first of all, I think that had to put Tom at peace some as he came back. I haven't really talked to him about that part of it. But for me to look around and see that the church was still moving and doing all the things that it does, even though Tom wasn't here to speak on Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. then when he comes back to speak, you're like, hey, this is great. We got all this and Tom too. But it's not this cult of personality. I was a little afraid that that was becoming the case. But I think we saw proof that this church can move on even if one of our big names isn't here anymore. Yeah, I think he and Matt do a great job. They say this weird line over and over, like if I got hit by a bus today, this thing will still continue. And they say it almost too much. So yeah. I'm actually looking for them to get hit by a bus one day. <laughs> um, but that's so ingrained. And even in my mind, yeah. as a, a young guy following them, like, oh, okay, that's what it actually looks like in this era of, you know, blue check marks and big Instagram accounts and yep. influence. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, that's not what actually does the nitty gritty ministry work on the ground. Now, they did have to scrape the bottom of the barrel for preaching. Right, before, they they turned to me for the last week before Tom came back. So yeah. you know we got you, desperate. You, you we got, got desperate. <laughs> they, went, they went way back into the bench. Ran get out the, of bullets. Get the get the clerk of session is not ordained. Let him preach. You know, I so. think it's cool though too. And this whole conversation of just there's obvious there's obvious pit, potential pitfalls and dangerous like things about becoming a famous celebrity and being a Christian. Um, not to mention one of them being your whole life is public. And so Absolutely. none of us have to worry about the whole of our mistakes being out on the news <laughs> and Instagram and all of that. You have that. But then also I think it, just seeing this conversation, I'm thinking we don't have to fear that just being a celebrity is inherently a bad thing. Like it's a, it's a difficult thing. Right. Yeah. I have to believe that there is a way to do it to show and to show the world um, God and to point them to Jesus. And mm-hmm. I think this week I read a quote by Billy Graham when he got his star um, in Hollywood. He said, my primary desire today in having my name inscribed upon the walk, this walk of fame is that God would receive the glory. I hope someday someone will come and say, who is Billy Graham? What did he stand for? Perhaps a child will ask his parents or his grandparents, and they will tell him that he was not a celebrity, not a star, but a simple preacher of the gospel, and that they might explain the gospel to him and that many may find Christ in that. Mm. So that was beautiful of just the point of if if someone is a Christian celebrity, the, the thing to emphasize isn't them being a celebrity. The thing to emphasize would be they're first and foremost a follower of Christ. Right. And any fame they've gained mm-hmm. in the process um, should only be celebrated if it yeah. points people back to Christ. And that's, like you that's were one of my favorite things when you look at Tim Tebow, who for Mark and I, one of our very favorite celebrity Christians. All right, FSU. So you got two Gators, Gators at this table two and, and two, two Seminoles here. Like- so Will's giving a thumbs down. You can't give Tim Tebow a thumbs down. Come on. No, thumbs You're, up as a person. Okay. We like him as thumbs a person. Thumbs down as a cube. Yeah. Oh, okay, Seriously. Okay, okay, okay. It's like yeah, he's, yeah. The, he's the one guy that's carried this Christian celebrity like it doesn't weigh anything at all. Yeah, His whole stunning. life has been preparing for this. But though. he, I mean, like he taught, I'm a football player, so that. Right. Yeah, like, you know, I, I'm, I have celebrity, so that. Everything 
is about pointing people to Jesus. And I think that's, man, that's that's Being that born seems, on the mission field and being raised as a missionary kid obviously has a, an effect on him. Yeah, so. yeah. But there's a there's a big weight um, with celebrity pastor. I remember when I was in seminary, um, I was coming into a class when news broke that the head of the National Association of Evangelicals um, was caught in a scandal, and he had bought you know crystal meth and <laughs> had gotten a prostitute, a male prostitute. And everything blew up, and everybody looked at this guy who had been all over TV and promoting, you know, the mm-hmm. the ban on same sex marriage and everything else. And all of a sudden, it was like the whole world just went, "Where did that come from?" And if you, you know, you hear later interviews with him, he said, you know, he had to hide. You know, he was put sure. up on this pedestal, and he had to keep this image going, and he had to to present all these things, and he could never ever seek out the help when this became a temptation initially. And I think when you're looking to celebrities, whether it's a celebrity that becomes a Christian or a pastor that's growing up and is put on a pedestal, it's a weight that we can not bear. Yeah, what I think I'm learning is I'm listening to you guys talk and thinking about this is how quickly I make people and probably us as humans make people not a person anymore. They become solely mm-hmm. their occupation. A celebrity becomes solely what he is, what he does. A pastor becomes solely, you yep. know, in our own communities, they become solely our teacher. That's hard to even treat them like a human. Hey, how are mm-hmm. you? So they kind of start to run away and hide. And I just see that in myself so easily, how people become their occupation. And they miss that personhood that we all need to carry ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And for people to ask us those questions of how are you? And you can actually be like, oh, no, this is actually going on. You know, so I feel like they lose that so often because of how we view them, not even what they want. And the the reason why I even started bringing that story up is the way that my professor responded is what stuck with me. So the scandal had just broke. Everybody was kind of like, you've got to be kidding me. And my professor looked out at a classroom full of future pastors and said, brothers, that's the way he talked, (laughs) brothers, I want you to know that you could spend 45 years being a faithful pastor. But if you make the mistake of this young man, all of that faithfulness becomes an asterisk next to the fact that you were the pastor who failed. (laughs) And that's a heavy burden for a pastor to fail. There's no freedom to fail. And so if you're a congregant, if you're an elder, a deacon, somebody close to a pastor, the best thing you can do for them is to come to them and let them have clay feet. Let them know that in the gospel, they're going to fail. They're going to have the battle against sin and to give them the freedom to not be the hero. There is one hero in Christianity, and it is not you. And let's be honest. Nobody fails. Like the first time they fail is by buying a big bag of crystal meth and calling a male hooker. That's not. Okay. Let me just well, say it. That's, for me. I was, I was thinking that, but I couldn't say it. I, I can. I'm old enough to get away with that, I guess. You know, so I, that's not the first time they fail. The first time they fail is when they start thinking about things or they, or they mm. buy that small thing of crystal meth or they, whatever. The, the point is that there are failures that, if there's an opportunity there, if they could be honest yeah. and say, 
I'm really struggling with this. And then there was people that could help them be accountable and help them be restored and help them deal with it. At that time, you can prevent the big meltdowns. But because we require perfection out of our Christian celebrities, whether it's the pastor of this church or Kanye West, I just have a, I have a feeling that one of the problems we have is that we require them to cover up the little stuff until something happens that they can't cover up anymore. And that's broken. Yep. That's wrong. You look at somebody like a Joshua Harris who at 21 writes a best-selling book, is thrust into the national celebrity. Everybody looks to him. Everybody wants best-selling a comment book from with him. with a wacky title. Yeah, I Kissed Dating Goodbye. Yeah, that was yeah. just that was. Um, and now he's come out and kind of he's denounced his faith. Right. And, you know, people usually have the reaction of, raw, you know, we need to – I want to give that guy a hug. Like, because at 21, he never got to experience what life was like to grow, you know, to, to make mistakes, to experience grace, for God to, to, you know, use those failures to fine-tune him and to show him what a life submitted to a Savior looks like. I mean, he had to be perfect, right? I'm just imagining you meeting 21-year-old me. <laughs> and the reaction that you would have had, it would have been like, okay, you stay away from my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. I just, when I was 21, and I was a Christian at 21, I just was not, I was not a very, my head wasn't in a good space. I wasn't a good person. So, I think so about were how you, un- probably. Oh, I was. A, okay, there you go. Get out of here. Exactly. Um, but you think about, like, how unfair is to take someone like a Justin Bieber? Yeah. And to to just trash his witness, his testimony, his life as a Christian because of how he's acting as a teenager. Yeah. Like, who who are we that we're this merciless that we just trash and tear down somebody who is that young and who so needs mercy and patience, which, thank the Lord, God extends with infinite measure to us. The most normal guy in rock and roll, Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters. He really is the most normal guy that heads a big rock band. He's just like a dad. He's like, and, and he was being interviewed about Justin Bieber because he knows Justin Bieber. And they, they asked him about something. And he goes, he was 19 years old. You gave him $100 million. What did you think he was going to do? <laughs> He's like, they give these kids huge amounts yeah, of money and no rules about well. what they do with it. How do you think it's going to wind up? So, you know, that we expect so much from these young people that are, that are, that get this celebrity and get this incredible amount of money and they're like, well, with this money, I can do anything. I have no accountability to anyone. Mm -hmm. And we expect them to be restrained and do the right thing as I do air quotes around the microphone. So So I guess the bottom line of this whole deal is no matter whether you've come to faith or not, you're going to continue to sin. You are. You're, you're going to continue to sin. You're going to need to repent. You need to have the freedom to do so. And the church should be the most humble people in the world because we all continue to sin. We're all in need of mercies that are new every morning. And here's, here's, here's the you know, kind of spoiler alert. Kanye is going to keep sinning. Yeah, he is too. That doesn't make his passion for the Lord and his loyalty to the Lord and pointing people to the Lord any less precious. Yeah. And so we need to give these celebrities the freedom to be human beings and not put all of our hopes and trust in them because the problem's with us when we make them the hero. Our theology is screwed up. Jesus is the only hero. Not your pastor, not Kanye, not the latest celebrity to write a book 
or start Instagram or whatever. Jesus is the only hero, period. Right. Do we even have the freedom to let them be a part of a church? <laughs> well, you know, like, I, do yeah. we even let them walk in our doors without I, asking hey, for an autograph? You know what? Oh, okay. Good, good question. What I would say is, you know, I understand the last thing in the world they want is to have everybody in the world need that selfie. Nobody wants autographs anymore. Everybody wants a selfie. I, you know, True. if, if, if Kanye West shows up at church here on Sunday, I would say, hello, Mr. West. Glad to have you. Honestly, I would, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't get all bugged out. You might be bugged out on the inside, but, but have a little like decorum show, you know, yeah. have a little respect, show a little maturity. Just say, Hey, we're glad you're here. No, I, and yeah. I like to think that I would react calmly, but if Taylor Swift were my community group, I might throw a fit, you know, like I'd be pretty excited about that, but then that's wrong. You know, I, that's me idolizing celebrities. But what I'm saying is I think it's, it's always super interesting to me that that's something about celebrities that should break our hearts for them, that that's a, a yeah. block to community and a block to gospel centered accountability it is. that is naturally thrust upon them that they didn't yeah. choose. It is a hundred percent. Yeah, and you're I think absolutely that's when, right. When Mark was talking, you've got to pursue a group that you can trust. Mm-hmm. Right. So they right. have to find that somewhere. Accountability. You've mm-hmm. got to go lay down your stuff to somebody on a routine basis. Yeah. You know, there are people who are celebrity for celebrity's sake, and and yeah. that's they're famous for being. They're famous. famous for being famous, and I'm kind of like that's our fault, though. That is our fault. Nobody to blame but us for celebrities that are just celebrities. You know, I got million Instagram followers. Why? I don't know either. Like, okay. you know. All right, so we're just jealous. Is there, yeah. yeah, live a cooler life. Yeah, live a cooler life. <laughs> take it, better photos. It, yeah, that's be it. better. That's it. That's it. You know, I just honestly though the the weight of if I knew that I had a million followers on Instagram, every picture I'd be like, oh, it's got to be perfect. I'd vomit I, every single day. I know. <laughs> I've got to get the perfect picture. I've got to have the perfect filter. That's when they talk about they. People poke fun at Instagram people like, oh, they're always looking for the perfect filter. I would too if I had a yeah, million totally. followers. I'd yeah. be like... So much pressure. Yeah. I, I post would be, once a year and I feel pressure. You know, I <laughs> you give Morgan annual the annual post. Her annual <laughs> birthday post. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Lady Gaga, who I don't believe professes to be a Christian, totally unrelated, but she just tweeted, fame is prison. I it believe is. it. Yeah. Preach. Yeah. It to is. which Amanda Knox replied, I hear you, dot, 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 but prison is prison. That's true. That is true. That is true. They got it. Got (laughs) them. Prison is worse prison. That's true. That is true. Kanye West played in prison last week, which was that's so amazing. He went to Houston. I mean, you're seeing Johnny Cash style. That's amazing. It is. It's and it's just again. Let's just say that we really hope the best for him and for what he's doing and for all of them and And for for all of them. Well, we'll let that stand as our last word on the subject of Christian celebrities. We hope you've enjoyed your time with us this week and that you will subscribe to the podcast, listen often, and give us a good rating because that helps other people find Out of Water too. We'll see you next time. We should have told him to actually listen to Kanye's album. I feel like most of the people we're talking to probably are like, who's Kanye? We hope you enjoyed your time with us and you will both subscribe to the podcast and listen regularly. You can find out more about Out of Water, catch up on past episodes, and access show notes at our website, riovistachurch.com slash outofwater.